Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends, and we are in our 20th year as an organization. And I, again, I still can't believe how fast time flies. I'm also a five-time survivor of advanced stage uh, breast cancer. And in fact, it is, I'm battling it right now for my fifth time. And it's uh, stage four in my lungs. So exciting. So much fun. <laughs> but anyway, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And as I usually mention, give myself my my, uh, my my shameless plug here, my book is available as a hardback, and it's also available in Kindle format and audios, or audiobook format. And as always, 10% of my net sales will be donated to Breast Friends in support of this program. So usually I do an inspirational message, but our guest today is very inspirational, and we have a lot to talk about, so I'm going to skip that and go right to the show and I'd like to take a minute and introduce her. Our, our guest is Nancy White. Nancy dreams about living in a world where people thrive and not just survive. She's a native of Charlotte, North Carolina, and has a passion for teaching and coaching people to live naturally healthy lifestyles through proactive, preventative choices. Through her business, The Healthy Cells Chick, which I love the name of that, she's helped more than 700 people improve their health through the choices that they make. She's authored and co-authored two Amazon bestseller books, which we will, I hope, hear about at the very end. And Nancy has been an entrepreneur for over 36 years. In 19, or excuse me, in 2008, she started the HeartLink Network in Charlotte, benefiting over 3,700 women entrepreneurs. That's a tough word for me. And 132 local charities to date. She has served as the foundation leader for the eWomen Network of the Greater Charlotte Area since 2007. And today, she's going to talk about keeping ourselves healthy before and during a cancer diagnosis. And I imagine probably afterwards, too. So, welcome, Nancy. Thanks so much for joining our show today. Oh, Becky, thank you so much. And I admire you so much for what you have been doing for over oh. 20 years. Oh, my goodness. And Thank you. And also, as you're going through your um, trial again, that, <clears throat> you know, what a testimony you are to help other people in their journeys and also in those people that are supporting people that they love in their journey. Oh, that's so sweet. And, and I suppose you're probably going to tell me you don't have an accent. <laughs> Oh, no, I am not from the South. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> I know, to people in the South, we, we were the ones with the accent, but you're the ones that add extra syllables to words. I mean, I know this. So. I know. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got kids and grandkids that live in the South, and my son refuses to pick up a Southern accent, but his little girls, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. And and our daughter, Tanya, she she slides in and out of it. It's kind of cute, too. Um, but anyway, I love it. And I, I love the people in the South. They're just so warm and, and inviting. I love that. So one of these days, Nancy, I'd like to get back that direction and meet you personally because you are a joy. <laughs> I would absolutely love that, Becky. And I'll tell you that you'll probably get a hug. That's what everybody does in the South. They give people hugs. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just, along that line right there, because I, I love hugs, when I would give a speech, I mean, standing ovations are cool and they're fun to get and all that, but you don't always get them. Not all audiences, you know, do that. And all it takes is one person to stand up and you've got a standing ovation. But what really tickles my heart is when I give a speech, I know if it was successful by the number of people that line up to give me a hug afterwards. Because if I get a hug, it means I touched a heart. And that's what it's all about for me is when I'm speaking, I want to touch a heart. And the more hearts I can touch, the happier I am. So, so yay, I would love a hug. Thank you. <laughs> well, Nancy, let's get right to the show because we have so much to discuss. But let's start by talking about what is it that you do? Uh, talk about the Healthy Cells Chick. And how did you get into doing this? Well, Becky, I, what I do is I love to help people just to stop long enough to assess what they're doing for their healthy lifestyle and then celebrate that, but then go over areas in their lives that they feel that they need to improve or make shifts in, whether it's healthy mind, body, or spirit, or all three. Becky, I love helping people to know when they lay their heads down at the end of the day that they did their best taking care of their temporary temple until they get their permanent maintenance-free one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So how did you get into this? Did, was there a personal connection to cancer or, or you know, serious illness in your family? I mean, what? tell us about that. Well, it really started when I was nine years old, and my father died of Hodgkin's disease. And I remember oh. that day where he and my mom were coming home. In fact, it was in November, and I got to stay out of school, play hooky, because they were coming back uh, from Duke Hospital. But that day I learned that he was not going to be coming home, that he had died of Hodgkin's. And so then just sort of fast forward, my oldest brother, John, who I grew up with three brothers, and he always wanted to become a doctor. Um, In fact, when we were kids, he would operate on dead squirrels from (laughs) roadkill, and I can remember those did you say dead squirrels? Dead squirrels. Oh, we had socks <laughs> tied around our nose picking. Oh. Uh, it was well, yeah. I guess but, it could be worse. It could have been a dead skunk. So absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not have been Nurse Nancy at that point. So no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he joined the Navy and he wanted to become a doctor and he wanted to use the Navy as a career path to help him um, do that. And so he was studying in um, Portsmouth. Virginia and learning how to use a microscope and he had a friend that was a nurse drew some of his blood and he was learning how to count white blood cells red blood cells and all those things and he discovered that he had an unusual amount of white blood cells and sure enough he was diagnosed with leukemia and lived two years longer so the cancer that affected my father and my brother are now both curable and medicine has an amazing place But that really um, intrigued me as far as being more preventative. And my mother, who lived to be 96, and she was a health nut growing up. I mean, we were were using colloidal silver and all those things. But that was the beginning of my intrigue about cellular health, about, you know, what it takes. And so now at, you know, 67, I have learned a lot over the last 36 years. But I know to give hope to people that we get new bodies every six to eight years. And what we do each and every day makes a difference for those new bodies. 
Well, okay, so you say you're 67. I, I saw your photo. I haven't met you in person yet, obviously, but I saw your photo, and if that is what 67 looks like, I'm impressed, and I'm going to listen very, very hard. <laughs> Sign me up. I know. Because you got, you got some nice, young-looking cells there, girl. <laughs> well, thank you, but it, it, it takes, you know, like everything, it takes effort, and it takes, you know, maintaining and making good choices, and, and so, but it is. It's not any one thing, Becky. Well, I know one of the things that we were going to talk about, and we kind of mentioned it in the show description um, online, and that is, what is pH and how do we measure it? So let's just kind of get right into that because I don't want us to run out of time um, before we get to the heart of all this. And I have a feeling I could chat with you all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what people don't realize is there's different kinds of pH but in our body, but for our pH, that pretty much represents the acidity or alkalinity and in our body and it's a scale from one to ten and seven is a neutral and so anything that is below seven is considered to be in the acidic level and anything above seven is in the alkalinity level and there's simple ways for we all can test it it's just using ph strips and you don't have to go to the drugstore and get the ones that test blood ph we want the ones that are going to test liquid, and so that is a pH strip that you can get that they use to test pools and things uh, for the liquids. And we can test our saliva and our urine, and if we're staying between 6 to 7.5, that's the range that we aim for, Becky. And so there's different ways that we can reset that pH, but at least you have that mindset of knowing this is my happy spot. This is a place where cancer cannot thrive and degenerative diseases cannot thrive. And so that is what pH is. And it's not so complicated, but it's very simple to monitor it. So 6 to 7.5. So if we're below 6, are we too acidic? And then what can happen then? Well, when our body is in the acidic range, that means an inflammation and those types of things have to do with the acidity levels also. That means that um, degenerative diseases can just thrive and, and cancer cells can thrive. And people don't realize, too, by the time we're 60, Becky, that we've all had cancer at least four times. And it just depends on our immune system and some other factors. But, you know... So we want to make sure that we are not staying in an acidic level and that there's stress can cause that. Um, There's a lot of different things that play into our bodies being either alkaline or acidic. Okay, let's let's cover what or explain what you just said, because I know I've heard this before, too. But if this is new information to somebody, I don't want them to get freaked out. Okay. Okay. You, You said that in our lifetime, we've all had cancer at least four times. So please explain that because I don't want anybody going, oh, my God, I'm going to get cancer. Oh, oh so. no, 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 no. Okay. And there's so remember, there's two different kinds of cancer. There's malignant and there's benign. And, you know, the uh, cancer cells are really just cells that don't die off and they go awry. And so our body is an incredible um, factor that can combat a lot of things. It's a, such a miracle. So if even if we've had a cancer cell, I mean, I've had... Uh, a touch of skin cancer in my lifetime because I grew up uh, with baby oil and they didn't even invent sunscreen. <laughs> and so, you and me both, yeah. we're, the, we're the same age. I'll be, I'll be 67 oh. soon. And yeah, yeah it's like, hit me. Come on, son, hit me. <laughs> I know. 
So, yeah, you know, we didn't know any better, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, you pay the price eventually, I'm sure. Perfect. So just because you have a cancer cell doesn't mean that it is um, malignant. And so we can have, you know, cancer cells that evolve and then the body takes over and just, you know, does its amazing thing of attacking and getting rid of anything or they die off because every minute we have, you know, a billion new cells being created. We've got trillions of cells in our body. So just because we've had a cancer cell, you know, come about in our body does not mean that it develops into a tumor or into a malignancy. Right, because the goal of our immune system is when it sees one of those cells that's kind of a little funky, got a little mutated somehow, that is a potential for a cancer cell and our immune system chokes that off ideally if it's working properly before it has a chance to do anything and do any harm to our bodies. Is that right? That's perfectly correct. Okay, good. So that's what she meant by that. She's not saying everybody's going to get cancer four times in their life. So I knew what you meant. I just wanted to make sure that our new new listeners knew what you meant as well. So um, so how are cancer cells named? And is that is that important? Well, they're just named because of the part of the body that they're discovered in. That's as simple as it is. And so it just depends on where it's originated, and that's the name that they give it. And sometimes it depends on the stage or if it returns or whatever. But originally, um, it's wherever it originates, and they've discovered it. And that that's important because um, there are times when somebody might not realize that they have Let's, let's just use me, for example. I, I had breast cancer. I battled it four times, and then it spread to my lungs. If we hadn't noticed it until it spread to my lungs, people might think it's lung cancer. But it actually originated in my breast, and it is breast cancer cells. They all have a different look and feel to them, and you treat them all differently. But, um, but it originated in my breast, so even though it's in my lungs now, it's considered breast cancer still. And um, so I think that's important because some people say, what, you have lung cancer now? No, I don't have lung cancer. I have breast cancer that is now in my lungs. And actually, to be honest, it's in the lining of my lungs. But it's, it, it, we're hoping to slow it down <laughs> is all I yes. can say. Um, yeah. So that's good. So what are some of the controllable risk factors of breast cancer? Okay. And this is for men and for women. People mm-hmm. don't realize that men also have the um, – breast cancer, but some controllable risks are that if you're consuming alcoholic beverages, um, you know, just limit it to like two to three, um, you know, well, the risk factors that are increased if you have two to three per day or more, that increases your risk by 20%. Your body weight also being um, obese can increase, increase the risk. And also, People don't like to hear it, but breast implants, um, if they have, they impair mammograms, that's one of the things that um, breast implants do. Sometimes they can't see as well, but then, you know, it's just like having a hormonal imbalance. It's, you know, there's preceptors, but those are some of the things that are controllable by using, we choose to use um, hormone replacement um, and people after they've gone through menopause, it increases that risk factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially for those who are prone to estrogen-positive breast cancer, that's what I have. So I've been on on drugs to reduce the amount of estrogen. I was on those for quite a long time, and uh, so so I understand that. But let's go back to the implants for a minute because I, I don't hear you saying that implants cause 
cancer, what I'm hearing you say is implants can hinder mammograms, which can catch cancer at an early stage. Correct. I mean, because mammograms, getting regular mammograms does not prevent breast cancer. It just allows you to try to you know find it early and treat it early. I've heard people say I'm gonna I'm gonna prevent breast cancer by getting a mammogram. No, you're not. Yeah. But what you could do is is catch it early enough so you can actually fix it. So um did I hear that correctly? I want to make that sure. Is, that is perfectly correct. Okay. Yeah. Um and what are some of the non controllable risk factors of breast cancer? And we've got a couple minutes. I know. And so unfortunately being a woman is something that we cannot control, but we do have a higher risk than men. And if you have dense breast, sometimes that is something that you cannot control because that's the way we were born. But even um, getting older, the majority is over 55. And so another thing is if you um, got your period before age 12 and if you have gone through menopause after 55, those are some things that we have no control over. And if you've never had children or if you had children after 30, if you've had some family history, which there are, that's another whole story, but and, and then always if you've already had breast cancer. And another thing that people don't realize if they're not old enough, if they were exposed to DES, which is a medicine that was prescribed to pregnant women in 1940 to 1971. Okay. Wow. And a lot of that stuff, I mean, we had we known about it, we probably could have prevented some of those things, but we didn't know. You know, it's like us with our baby oil. You know? I know. Who knew, right? right? <laughs> yes. So, and then, I mean, there was a time when women used to smoke and drink during pregnancy. They didn't know any better because it just wasn't common knowledge. And what we know now, I'm so thankful for. So, well, listen, we're going to take a short break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. 
To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with our guest, Nancy White, about our cells and how to have healthy cells before and after cancer. And I wanted to go back to a question I wanted to ask you. Um, You know, we talk a lot, there's a lot of talk about self-breast exams. And if you wait just for your mammograms, you know, time can pass. And let me just kind of share with, with our listeners, when I was first diagnosed in 2000. In, no, excuse me, in 1996, um, from that point forward, I had annual mammograms. And I had my mammogram in, in August of 2003. And then I did, I did monthly breast exams. And I would do them in the shower because you're all soaped up and it's really easy to do it there. And you can really feel a lot when your hands are, when there's a layer of soap in between you. Um, but in June of 2004, I found a lump. And it was probably there for quite some time, but it just finally got big enough for me to feel. And it was on the other side. And I, had I not felt that if I waited till August, sure, we would have picked it up then. But if it was growing that fast, how much, how much more would it have grown in the next two months? So I believe that breast self-exams are so important. And I know so many women who have caught their own, you know, have discovered their own cancer by doing breast exams. So what can you tell us about that and when to do them? And Becky, um, I think that's a fantastic testimony of doing your own self-exam because a lot of women start out doing it and then they just sort of get complacent and just like you said, they depend upon exams and things. But self-exams, if you do it the same day each month, I mean, it's just like fun. When when I'm in the shower, I just thank the Lord for my water baptism and that's just a fun time to do that. But then like at the first of the month, the you know, whatever it is. But if you do your breast exam around the same time each month, it becomes just part of your routine, your healthy lifestyle routine. Right. And you're, you're exactly right, either in the bathtub or the shower when your hands are soapy, that's the way to do it. And then if for these young ladies and ladies that are still having their periods, the best time for their self-exams are about three to five days after their period. Okay. And is it because your body's kind of settled down? I know that when you're having your period, it, you know, our bodies, are, our hormones are all messed mm-hmm. up. We get cranky. I think that's when they call it PMS, right? Yes. <laughs> we, that's it real, is. folks. Oh, it way. is very real. It is. It, it is. So, yeah, so we, we want to try to do it when, when things have kind of settled down a little bit so you're not confusing natural kind of swelling and whatever with with. What you know, because that could hide the the lumps and things that you're feeling too. So, so yeah, it's very important because again, when I was diagnosed both times, I was stage three. Well, I went from zero in August of 2003 to a stage three tumor in June of 04. So again, how much more would it have progressed in just two more months? I don't know, I don't know, but I'm I'm glad we caught it when we did. So, um, so anyway, very very important. So let's talk about having a healthy mind body and spirit and how does this how do connecting the three together benefit us as patients well you know i believe um becky that everything starts in our mind you know our mind is going all the time it's just you know i love the thing when someone says if you think you don't have mind chatter or self-talk just be quiet for a few minutes <laughs> and try. Just, try. Know, just try it <laughs> 
So everything starts in our mind and then it gets into our heart and then we take action. And so the having that healthy mind, uh, avoiding some things that we have no control over. And I have fun techniques of sharing with people on how to release things. But anxiety and stress is on the rise in this country, unfortunately. And and they even have different levels. Um, uh, some people have heard of GAD. It's called Generalized Anxiety Disorder. And it usually lasts six months or longer. And it affects about 6.8 million Americans per year. Wow. And then I know people don't realize and then there's social anxiety and it starts, you know, around the age of 13, Becky. And again, well, that explains I, a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And, and unfortunately, even though it starts around the age of 13, most people don't even um, address it or they wait a decade, 10 years or longer before they start um, addressing that. And then. We've all heard of the PTSD and, you know, after witnessing or experiencing something that was traumatic. And then we have people that have OCD and that, you know, and that all of this can affect our immune system. But stress is the one thing over the long term that they have identified that lead to the six top killers in this country. So we either manage stress or it manages us. Well, I'm going to ask you for examples of an unhealthy mind, but before I do that, you said that you had a couple tricks that you share with your people on how to how to kind of get into that healthy mind place. I think you I, said that, or am I, I making that up? <laughs> no, no, you didn't make it up. And there's okay. several there's several different things that help. Journaling is an incredible way, and you don't have to journal hours at a time. And and that was why I created the GRT journal. It stands for Gratitude Reflections and Tips and we can talk about more about that later, but there's ways that, you know, spending time um, to get rid of those things that um, keep ruminating, that keep going on over and over again. And, and there's ways that we can just, you know, either distract ourselves from those things that keep coming up around and around. We plan to take action. We do take an action. You question, you know, your thoughts. You just readjust what your life looks like. Um, you can just... I always say if you do a deed of kindness for somebody else to get your mind off of it. But I've got a fun little technique with a little rock that I teach a lot of people, Becky, and I'm going to go over that really quick. But you just just find a smooth little rock that's about mm, two inches round. And when you find something that keeps bugging you, that you keep letting go, whether you're giving it to the Lord and it just keeps coming back or whatever, then that's when you identify and you name that rock and you hold that rock in your hand with your hand open. And then you just squeeze that rock until you cannot hold it any longer, Becky. And then you turn your hand over, you release that rock and let it fall to the floor. And then that open hand, you feel like it is being released. You turn that hand back over and you receive and say, Lord, feel whatever I have released. I have let it go. When the enemy keeps coming back and trying to um, nag us about whatever it is, we tell him, say, you know what? You can go right back to hell. I gave it to God. Go see him about it. <laughs> I love that. And so, what and a then, great visual. It is. And yeah. One other thing that I do that's really inexpensive and easy, and I tell moms, I say, don't teach your children the rock trick because that rock will not end up on the floor. It'll end up somewhere else. But this is what <laughs> People that have, you know, the self-control. But another great thing is to go to the dollar store, buy a, a plain Mylar balloon, 
get a Sharpie and just write all over it the things that you want to forgive somebody for, the regrets, the hurts, whatever it is that keeps bombarding your brain. Write it all over that and then take it outside and don't stand under a tree, but take it outside <laughs> and just let it go, let it go. and yeah. watch, watch it till you cannot see it anymore. And after you have let it go, there is no way that you can grab that back. And so and those oh, are just I love that. I a couple love, of little tips. Yeah, I love that. And I think we all, <clears throat> excuse me, we all have things in our lives that are, that do kind of just hang there and, you know, and you mentioned the word forgiveness as you were sharing that. And to me, forgiveness is huge because once you can forgive somebody for something, a lot of times when we're, you know, ruminating over and over again, <clears throat> sorry about that. I love it when that just kind of surfaces. Um, anyway, when you, you know, when you just kind of allow those those thoughts and, and it's a lot of times it's because you need to forgive somebody or you need to ask for forgiveness from somebody. And, you know, that's that's been kind of my experience in some of this. But other times, you know, when I get stressed and I'm laying in bed at night and I can't sleep, it's usually I'm stressed over things I haven't done, not things I have done. And so for me, making a list of the things I haven't done that are causing me to not sleep right now, if I really can't sleep, I might get up and do some of those things. Um, but get them written down. Or if there's something just really bugging you, write it down while you're in bed on a piece of paper and let it just sit there and now it's off your brain and onto paper so you can kind of let go of it and you don't have to remember all the details because you just wrote them down and then in the morning read them again and if it's still important then do something about it if it's not tear it up shred it whatever you need to do but um, that's been something that's kind of helped me or get it into my my day planner so I can figure out okay there's three things I haven't done that's what's causing me to lose sleep put them on my on my agenda for the day and get them done. So there's a lot of different ways, but you are so right though, Nancy, honestly, the healthy mind. Okay. Let's talk about what are, what are some of the unhealthy examples of an unhealthy mind? It's when you, yeah, it's either thoughts are either going to um, improve and lift people up or they're going to tear people down, whether it's thoughts about other people, whether it's words we say, but for an unhealthy mind, you know, if it is, um, I, I believe in praying and asking for the renewing and the reprogramming of your mind. But sometimes when we go through things and, you know, just like you said, when you haven't done something, is the world going to end because you did not get it done? You know, mm -hmm. is this something that I really have control over? I'll, I ask myself that all the time. Is this something that I have control over or no control? And if I do, then just like you said, you schedule it to get it done. If you don't, then you can bless it and release it. And so, but the unhealthy mind, it is. It is uh, writing things down, setting down goals, setting down visions. And when it keeps coming back, Becky, and um, we feel really helpless, that's time to get some help. That's why you, we have amazing counselors. We have amazing people in the mental wellness arena. And the mental health has been such a stigma for years. And I believe, you know, if there's things that we cannot do on our own, that's when we ask for somebody else to help and intervene. I don't care if it's just talking to a, a friend or being able to get some things down. But again, that unhealthy thoughts, those unhealthy things, again, is it building us up? Is it tearing us down? Is this something that keeps going over and over and it's affecting other areas of our life, our relationships, our well-being? 
because, you know, I was feisty. I was raised with three brothers and I'd always say, I'm the boss of me, but you know, <laughs> you're not the boss yeah, of me. I am. I am not, <laughs> but you know, but it is, it is for those thoughts. If you know at the end of the day or during the day, if you've got negative thoughts, keep bombarding you. If you've got um, condemnation, if you've got regret and you've got those things that you cannot, you know, we have to live with consequences, but yay, we're still living. And so, and there's things that we can do, those deeds of kindness for somebody else. So there's a lot of different things that we can do to shift that mindset and also to rebalance our brain chemistry. And that's another whole subject. And sleep is another whole subject because I love helping people to be able to sleep through the night peacefully. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good one. We've actually covered that topic on our show you know, probably two or three times. And because it's so important, you know, when you don't have enough sleep, you can get, besides the obvious, getting cranky and overeating because you can't sleep. So you just get up and you start eating. And I know that they say not sleeping leads to weight gain. Well, I think that's part of it because you're up walking around and it's midnight or two o'clock in the morning. And what do you do when you're bored? You eat, at least I do. So um, sleeping is really important because it cuts down a lot of snack time. (laughs) (laughs) If nothing else, you know, Um, you know, the thing about having too many things to do and not getting them all done. My husband taught me a a statement recently and it's just ho one more row and (laughs) you know and when I have a list like that and I'm tired and I'm just kind of feeling done I'll look at the list and I'll go okay is there one more thing just one more thing I can do and get it off my plate and I'll look at the list and there's always one thing I can do and I'll just do the mantra ho one more row (laughs) ho one more row and get that one thing done and then there's something very freeing about that because I was actually able to control that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's within my control. And when we can behave in ways that that we have total control over, it's very, very freeing. And then you might find that you want to row ho one more row after that. So, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of good. So let, let's talk about stress. You know, stress is associated with the top the six top killers in America. What are those six top and how do we manage it or Will it manage us? Why don't you talk about that? Well, it is. It's heart disease, and heart disease is the number one killer for all of us, uh, women and men alike. And then the cancers, the diabetes, the um, just the degenerative diseases, the six top killers. When you think about it, you just you know, um, there's there's so many things with the brain too. So, but as far as stress. And managing stress, you have to have healthy ways to do that. There has to be ways that, and there's even some great nutritionals that counterbalance the effects of stress in our body because we're not going to get rid of it. It's always going to be there. And there's good stress that helps us to get things done, like, oh, one more row. And so, <laughs> you know, there are some good things about stress. But the things I think that people need to, to do is just, you know, Find out about something fun to do. You have to have that good um, outlet. You have to have an outlet for stress because women, we stuff our emotions and men stuff and women end up having emotional things. Men usually have heart attacks and they have anger issues. They have different things. So when you can take stress and do like yoga, dancing. Dancing has incredible benefits um, for healthy benefits and for your brain and your body. And, you know, 
And for our body, we either move it or lose it. So you've got to do something, you know, to exercise. And that's another way to diffuse stress. Women getting to, women getting together and those cortisol levels um, just flourish is another way to counterbalance um, stress. So there is that's another whole topic. I have a, a drawer full of information, Becky, <laughs> on, on stress. But just finding something fun. Find something fun to do that you enjoy doing, and it's a different season of life to be able to um, to discover those things. I love that. So we have a couple minutes left until we go out to break. So let's talk about, I, I love it when you wrote this to me, our bodies, what we put past our lips becomes part of us within 36 hours. Huh. <laughs> I know. I know. It takes that long. Well, that's good, but, you know, um, yeah. So why don't you talk about that for a minute? And that's on about nutrition. And we talk about, you know, uh, what we put into our body it becomes part of us. I mean, our body eliminates a lot of waste and a lot of things. But if we're going to be putting things that have chemicals, you know, pesticides, impurities, toxins, synthetics, those things that the body has no idea what to do with it, it has to encapsulate it with fat. And that is one of the biggest reasons obesity in this country is on the rise with children and adults. And so the body can just do things to be able to eliminate some things naturally, but there's some things that we put into it or it's exposed to through things that we put on it. And so uh, that's you know some things that I'd love to share more about how to make those good, better, best choices. You know, I want, I want to go back to something that, that I just heard you say, something about when we put food in our mouths. You know, I, we, I had a nutritionist friend, and oh, we're going to just, we're going to skip over just for a couple minutes and probably got to break a minute late. But um, I have a nutritionist friend who said, real food doesn't have labels. And when you think about that, you know, an apple is an apple. You don't need a label on an apple to tell you that it's an apple, um, real food doesn't have labels. And when you think about, you know, if you have to read the label on something to see if it's healthy, good chance that it might not be real food. And you were talking about chemicals. When, when we put real food in our bodies, our bodies know exactly what to do with it. When we put food in our bodies that contains chemicals, your body doesn't know what to do with those chemicals. It, did I hear you say that? And then you're, it, well, yeah, that surrounds is, it. That is true. And one of the things real food does have labels on it, if you'll notice in the grocery store, and those labels are great indicators of whether it was genetically modified, whether it has pesticides, herbicides, or whether it's organic. Um, and so even though. Well, that's, looks, pro- that's probably true. That's, <laughs> you know. That is true. But you're absolutely correct. It is. It is the things um, that GMOs are another whole subject I've researched for years, and, and I know we'll probably need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, we do. So we're going to go ahead and do that. We'll come back in a minute. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. 
Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with our guest, Nancy White, about our cells and how to have healthy cells before and after cancer. And I can't believe how fast this time is flying. So, Nancy, I know we don't have time to go into great detail about it, but let's at least give them a couple of ideas on how to um, choose foods that are acidic or alkaline, because we talked about trying to get your pH back to 6 to 7.5. What are a couple things they can consume, and what are a couple things they can delete out of their, their diet right now to help accomplish that? Okay, Becky, and I think, you know, um, I would love to send them, again, a list of alkaline versus acidic foods if they would like that, and then also anti-inflammatory foods, but something very simple, and they've been doing it in a lot of the Asian countries for years, but first thing in the morning, if you take a half a lemon, squeeze it, and put it in water, and you have it either warm or just cold, and do that on an empty stomach. Becky, one of those things that the lemon does is it creates, helps your liver to create bile and it gets into your colon, but it helps to reset your digestive system to alkaline. And a lot of people think, oh, but lemon's acidic. Well, it is on the outside, but on the inside of our body, it's huge. The things that are really important to, again, for um, helping our bodies to stay alkaline are incredible greens, you know, really great greens. And there's wonderful supplements and just knowing where your supplements come from, uh, that's one of the things I would suggest to a lot of people. But keeping, you know, greens in your body. There's, you know, great oils and things, avocado and, you know, people talk about um, olive oil and coconut oil, those types of things. 
Watermelon is incredibly alkaline. And so another fun thing about celery, celery is a great um, vegetable because it takes more of our calories to burn it than celery has calories. <laughs> I in. love that. That's great. It is. And, and you can dip it into some things like some hummus and some almond butter or some something like that for the protein. And so I think, you know, knowing the things, if we have alcohol, of course, it's going to make our body acidic. But there's certain things that you can do, again, to reset it. Um, and if people want to know more about some specific things, I'll be more than happy to send them those specific things. So, again, my cancer thrivers I help, we reset the pH in the morning, and then we reset the pH at nighttime before they go to bed, and then making those good, better, best choices throughout the day. Most so what are, what's the address that people could write to you to get that list from you? They can I'm just... They can just sit if they want to send me an email. They can, or they can go through my website, whichever. Okay. My yeah, why website. don't we go? Let's send them through the website. What's what's okay. that web address? It is www and it's the t h e healthy h e a l t h y cells net c e l l s that you have trillions of cells <laughs> chick c h i c k dot com. So it's the healthy cells chick and it's c h i c k. Dot com And they can schedule a time to talk with me. They can send me an email and I will be glad to send them files that have lists of um, the alkaline versus acidic foods and spices and just any inflammatory foods and those things just to know, um, to be aware of or put it on your refrigerator, or put it, you know, in your kitchen when you're going grocery shopping. And that way it helps you again to make those good, better, best choices. Oh, that's great. So I know, we all know that the impact of fruits and vegetables are super important. And what if we don't get to the, the recommended amount? I mean, it's, you got to cook. I mean, you don't have to cook them. You can eat them raw. But, you know, when you're cooking a meal and you're pressed for time, sometimes getting those vegetables out and cleaning them and doing all that just takes too long. So what do we do if we can't get in? I think you've recommended five to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. Is that right? It is. And my mother used to juice before Jack LaLanne had a juicer. And I still don't like juicing, Becky, because (laughs) I'm sorry. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to use it. I'm just that's just me. But I love that I get 70 of the super fruits and vegetables in my body every single day because I use an amazing supplement that has fruits and greens in it. And again, um, ionic minerals are huge. And that's where, you know, those things come from, fruits and vegetables. But unfortunately, our food supply is pretty much depleted of ionic minerals. So we have to supplement with something. And so, but making those choices Because I admit, I don't eat five to seven fruits and vegetables a day. I might eat a pink lady apple or, you know, a salad or, you know, some vegetables and things. But but I have the assurance and knowledge that I am fueling my cells with a 90 basic building blocks, but 70 of them are ionic minerals. So having people to do some research, to find out some things, and but again, not to purchase a lot of things that they know that has no quality control is huge because there's a lot of fillers, there's a lot of artificial sweeteners, colors, all kinds of things. And those things cause inflammation in your body. And that's the thing we want to avoid. So Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. So yeah. what do you mean? What is protein pacing? And what does that mean? And why is it beneficial? 
it is so beneficial, especially as we get older, because people think about athletes just needing the protein. Our glands and our organs are made of protein, and so they need to have that um, that supplement. And as people get older, you will see how they have atrophying of their muscles because those glands and organs get priority. They're going to take the protein before anything else in our body. So protein pacing is huge. Every four hours to be consuming some type of protein, and I've got a scale that tells you how much protein that you need to have depending upon your activity level. And so, but you want good absorbable protein. And again, just doing a little bit of research and helping, you know, to know every four hours keeps your body burning, keeps the protein coming into you for your, your glands, your organs, your brain, which is huge. Um, We want to have that supplement, but it keeps your body burning Fat, which a lot of people, you know, do so many different things, but protein helps to burn fat in your body. But again, it keeps your body to where it goes throughout the day on a even keel instead of having to go through the ups and the downs. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and let's let's make sure people don't think that we're saying that you know three times a day plus snacks you're going to eat a T-bone steak because you're not. <laughs> No, because, you know, calories play a part in our whole <laughs> healthy lifestyle. And, you know, and if, but, you know, if you're going to eat a handful of walnuts, which are great for your brain and, and other things, or some almonds, you know, it's a healthy snack. That's protein pacing. But, yes, and, and remember, I told you there's a, there's a guideline on how many grams of protein that each individual should have. And, right. again, that's based on your activity level and your weight. And I just, I, I kind of joked about that because I had somebody tell me one time when they were on a high carb, no, excuse me, a high protein, low carb diet that they could eat a T-bone steak for a snack. And I'm going, hmm, <laughs> sure there's more to it than that. So anyway, I had to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, we don't, we only have, I can give you a couple more minutes here and that's, that's about it. I'm sorry to say, but we talk about exercise, move it or lose it. It's your choice. And I think that's pretty obvious what that what that really means. I mean, you have a choice between sitting around on your couch or go and move some, right? I mean, it's... It is. And weight-bearing exercises are huge for women that have oste- or that want to avoid osteoporosis or osteopenia. And so weight-bearing exercises, and your body can be your weight-bearing exercises with yoga, Pilates, or just even walking. And so, um, again, you want your muscles to hug your bones, the only reason we're standing upright is because of our muscles. And so we want to make sure that our muscles are staying strong and healthy. And by doing something that is good for you, I'm not working out with Arnold Schwarzenegger anymore. I worked out with him when I was 20. He came what? to Charlotte. Really? I know. That's another story, too. <laughs> and so, but, you know, as you age, you get to do the things and make those shifts and do things that you enjoy doing, whether it's bike riding or walking or just, you know, jumping on a little rebounder. You know, just schedule it in because if we don't schedule it in, it's called our self-care. Nobody's doing it for us, Becky. We get to do it ourselves. I love that phrase. We need our muscles to hug our bones. I've never, ever heard that, but that is a really great visual. I hope our audience members embrace that too because 
you know, if if they don't hug your bones, I mean, I don't know what they're doing in there, but uh, probably not a lot. <laughs> so, so that's a really good visual. I'm gonna, I might make a sign that says that. That's really great. Well, listen, kiddo, we are we are pretty much out of time, but I want to give you a chance to talk about your books. You've got two uh, bestsellers on Amazon. Tell us very quickly. I need like the 30 seconds each on that. 30 seconds each. Okay. The GRT Journal. Get it through my website because you will save money and have free shipping. It stands for Gratitude, Reflections, and Tips. And it's so simple, Becky. Ten minutes at the end of each day. You get to fill in the blanks. And it's got things about being grateful, the deeds of kindness. But it also has that self-care. Water, exercise, eating, um, sleeping, And so that's the GRT journal. And then the other one that is just coming out is The Light at the End of the Funnel, Volume 2. And I co-authored with 20 other authors, entrepreneurs, and we each wrote a chapter. And in my chapter, it was going, thank you so much for stealing my invention. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being part of our show today. And I just want to remind people, if you want to reach out to Nancy, it's thehealthycellschick.com. And she can answer questions. She can send you that form. You can order her book. So, you know, really do that. So, Nancy, thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, I want to remind you, if you are listening and are to our show and you're loving our show, please invite your friends to subscribe to our show. This is how we get the word out about what we have to offer We're always looking for good guests, people that have a a new perspective on something or an inspirational story. We we love having that. So please um, listen to our show, subscribe to our show, and we're on all of the major uh, podcast platforms that are out there. So we really, uh, really try to make it as easy as possible for you to find us. Also, if you love our show, as we hope that you do, um, please consider making a donation in support of the radio show. And you can do that online. You go to breastfriends.org. There's a button on the page that says donate and make a donation in support of the radio show because we really need your support. We can't really keep it going um, you know, with, without all of that. So, And for those of you who don't know what Breast Friends is, let me take a moment and, and kind of fill you in on that. Breast Friends, we've been around for 20 years. Um, We started as a way to support women who are going through the breast cancer journey. Um, We provide support, you know, emotional support. We don't offer financial support. It's just not within our realm, and we're a pretty relatively small organization. But we do provide some of the best emotional support you'll ever have. So go to breastfriends.org. You can visit um, the page that has our contact information. We have free hats. We have all kinds of wonderful services that we can give to you. And with that, I'm done. We'll be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.